We are right, now. You don't like get, movies? I'm going to get started. Period. I don't like any films. I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Let's get this going. <clears throat> Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. You're set to experience episode 14 and what an episode it is, we hope. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and I'm joined by the sexiest man ever to jump into a CTSV racing suit, Blake Zed's Dead Baby Wrong. Blake, how is your life right now? You know, that suit actually cups your balls gently and caresses them. That's because it was designed by Bob Lutz. Mind the stepchildren. Uh, Joining us this evening, though, is a very special guest. His mantra is Build Race Party, and his name is Bill Caswell. You might remember him from some such awesome adventures as his $500 rally car and his automotive exploits that take him across the globe. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing on this lovely California evening? (laughs) Thanks. Having a great day. (laughs) Excellent. Love SoCal. Good. Well, it's good to have you back. we know you split time, so thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, it's all good, man. This is fun stuff. Excellent. Uh, we got a few topics at hand. We're going to dive in. We kick things off just the way we always do by talking about new car stuff first. Attaboy. Uh, actually, before we do, let's, Can, let's talk, talk about, about our drinking. Beer. Because we talk I, about what beer we're drinking. Too. I brought a bag of Tecate cans in a Bed Bath & Beyond bag that were left over at my house from a party I So you had a great little Sunday. Well, and yes. there's a Heineken that was mixed in. There's there, a Heineken too. that got thrown in there. It looks really dented. Also, Tecates are covered in grime for some reason. Oh, that's what, that's how Tecates come from the can, the, yeah, the factory. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, that's uh, a seasoning, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not a heathen, so I'm drinking uh, some the new seasonal from New Belgium. It's the Roly Boly, and it's uh, it's apparently you, you brewed can't with see Bill right now, but he's making the jerk off motion. That's what you do with his it, free hand. Well, he should. The other hand has a Heineken in it because he's <laughs> a man actually, of the people. Well, and I was just in Amsterdam Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. I was just in Amsterdam, so I just got back. So drinking Heineken seems fitting. It's but, a way uh, to ease it uh, back in. Yeah. I like the uh, I like their new Belgian beers, but in a bottle, there's so much carbonation. Yeah, like there, well, this one's like, pretty good, though. Is it? There's more in the fridge, too. Or you can have a sip of this one, whatever you want to do. You know what? I think I'll just have a bit of this Heineken. All right. Uh, does it taste better in Amsterdam? <laughs> you know it does, actually? It's kind of like a real beer over there. Yeah, but it's... Don't it's they have non-light Amstel in Amsterdam? They just have Amstel? Yeah, I've heard I had that. It there. I think I had really? it. Really? I never good? even looked. So. We, we went to... No, uh, no, I just had Amsterdam. Uh, sorry, I, no, I went to the Heineken Experience, too. Like, that gaudy museum. That you know, terrible. Did you wear your tracksuit to that one, too? Or? <laughs> the tickets are always sold out by, like, 8 a.m. Like they're, like, the, they're like 20 euros for a ticket. Might as well just go to, like, euros. a red light show. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we, we found a bar in Amsterdam that specializes in, like, Dutch and Belgian beers. It was this cool old wooden bar, and they had some of the best beer I've ever had. And on, the 1930s are calling. Apparently, someone's trying to fax something. We're not at our normal Guys, podcast. It's a, it's a junk People fax. still use faxes. I, I, someone is right now. I think that maybe it's a vacation of life uh, or two. I need to send in signature pages to a lawyer, and I, they actually mentioned a fax. I'm like, can I just take a picture of it and email it to you? I just took my iPhone, <laughs> yeah. took a photograph yeah. of it, and yeah. sent wow, it. Wow, technology. Like, There's my SIG page. <laughs> I had that exact same conversation with my lawyer like three weeks ago. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's what we do. Perfect, right. perfect. Take a picture of the page, send it in. Then sure, and then let me hop in my DeLorean and listen to Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah, pull out my brick phone from <laughs> Motorola. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving uh, on okay, from sorry. our... No, no, no. Don't apologize. <laughs> There's no apologies in this podcast. I just try to keep the train rolling, but it will get derailed yeah, I'll at other it. stops. Uh, I want to talk about new cars, and the first thing on my mind is the new, the last and the new Zonda got revealed. The Revolution. Wait, oh. what do you mean? The Revolution, oh. actually, because it's Spanish spelled. Oh, right, the right. New, the last the Zonda. The new okay. last Zonda. It's, they still make the <laughs> Yes, they do. Well, but, yeah, but this is the okay, last right. run. For the, I thought it's, they made the last one like three years ago. Is well, this a Kiss Farewell Tour or this something? This is it. And it has, it has the 6-liter V12, but now it makes 800 horsepower. That's awesome. Oh, I, what is this? An article by Jeff Glucker on Motor Authority? I've heard of that guy. first. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's cool. You were I, from uh, Motor I actually followed a Zonda into the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, so you know, like when you're getting close to a race and you start seeing like souped up cars right, right. or tuned cars or cars with like race stickers. Right. You know, you're getting close to like the Monaco Grand Prix when you're following a Zonda. Did the Zonda have Type R stickers on it? <laughs> <laughs> so well, awesome. It's not the crazy fake, cool. fake AMG the craziest, badges. The McLaren F1 though with more events. Well, the craziest thing about this car isn't the engine. The engine's a beautiful six liter AMG engine, but. But the uh, crazy part is how much it weighs. Yeah, all it's 2,360 pounds. Holy shit. So to, by comparison, a tw- the lightest 2013 Miata you can buy is a little more than 100 pounds heavier. My Miata weighs 2,350 pounds. Oh, that's because you added lightness. That's you're, true. I mean, you're because, a professional. Yes. That thing's cool, man. 2,360. That's one of my favorite with cars With 800 ever pounds. Uh, I'm sorry, 800 horsepower and then like... 550 pound-feet of torque. They're going to sell three of them for $2 million. Yeah. No, 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 no. And then the next day, they're See, all going to be crashed. I'm kind of with it. It's, it's like 2.8. none of us are going to drive those. None of us will be able to lap the Nürburgring in one of those. True. None of Jeremy us, Clarkson like, will have a hard-on in one of those, and we're not going to. So <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Hammond gets to drive By the way, he was kind of a dick. You met like, I bet he's Well, a yeah, dick. I talked to him a bunch at the at the Monaco Grand Prix and the Red Bull thing, and Unless you have tits, you won't take a photograph. Can I say that on this podcast? Yes, you can swear. You can, Sorry. You can uh, swear. We've been doing that the, for uh, He won't take a photograph with you. So if you're like a hot chick, he poses for the photograph. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, can I get a photo? And he's like, oh, yeah, just a second. And then he turns and like runs off. That's awesome. That's actually really it, funny. It would happen to journalists. You can actually Google Clarkson Monaco Grand Prix, and you'll find like three stories about people trying to get photographs of Clarkson and him just like running off. Like, to be fair, because well, he's a actually, no, I'd want to. T- I mean, if I was famous, you're, I'd want to. We're in like a VIP area. We're like in an excluded area. It's not like there's a mob scene. There's right. just a couple of us. I'm standing at a bar. I'm like, Jeremy, want to grab a drink? And he's like, Yeah, and like runs off. I don't know, man. I, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> He, he hates Americans. Remember that? Oh, that might be it yes. too. But like well, Eddie, Jordan, too, Eddie Jordan, so. David Coulthard, they hung out. Alan McNish Fucking David hung out. Coulthard wanted Kobe Ashi. Kobe hung out. Everyone else was super chill. Kobe Ashi from Weber. the Usual Suspects. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Mark Webber totally chill. Answered That's questions. Cool. He looks hung chill. out. Took photographs. Like, it's because he's Australian. Australian. He's a good dude. He wanted to pound Webber's beers, a mate. good dude. He wanted to pound beers. He just wanted to hit about hooning. He wanted to pound some yeah, big VBs. But Clarkson right, was kind of, and he was hammered, which, you know, I guess I was. Were, were any other Tom Care people there? Because I'd love to get drunk with James May. Yeah. He's a good sweet ass dude. I think May and Hammond would be a lot of fun to hang out with. I agree with that completely. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the uh, untouchableness that is the Zonda, let's talk about something that's a little more touchable. Uh, spy, more and more spy shots are surfacing of the ATSV. Yeah, yeah. And rumors have rumor has it that we're going to get the 3.6 liter twin turbo V6, which is capable of about 410 horsepower. Is that not going to be perfect? I, I have to ask, will it come with a manual? I oh, would actually, no, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be able to drive one because, you know, my CTSV racing school experience will, will allow me to will it translate? translate to the ATSV, okay. and I will set record lap times at the Lutz ring with it. The Lutz ring. <laughs> the the Lutz, Lutz ring. ring. AKA Monticello? No, no, no. Milford Proving Grounds. GM oh, sorry, sorry. It's sorry. called the Lutz ring. Come is it really called the Lutz Ring? Yes. Like, like. Yeah, Bob Lutz Ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a nickname for it. I never knew that. I've never been there. Well, yeah. Then he, he commissioned the construction of that new version yes. of it, right? Yes. They should yeah. name it the Wrong Ring, though, after That's I set a really lap time cool. in it, the CTSV wagon. The Wrong Ring? Man, Did you really set a fast lap time there? No, I've never been there. You know what? <laughs> it's because I'm a CTSV racing school graduate. He graduated from a CTSV school. If you were going to do a TV show, it would have to be called Wrong Way Around. Wrong Way Around oh. Ring. Oh, my God. But seriously, uh, Bill, have you had any seat time in that car at all? No, I haven't um, I haven't been in a Cadillac other than an uh, Escalade. The ATS 2-liter turbo is fantastic. That's what I hear. Yes. I mean, I read your guys' stories. I read your guys' reviews on them. They sound awesome. Chassis is excellent. Steering's great. 
Uh, shifter and clutch could be a little bit better, but it's, I mean, it's a Cadillac. Engine doesn't sound great, and the transmission is pretty good. But how does yeah. it feel? Like, if you drive it fast, do you feel like you're driving? I drove it, I drove it back and forth across Angeles Crest, and I had a, yeah. a fucking blast. I drove it through Malibu, like, all weekend, and it, I drove a four-wheel drive one, which I thought I was going to hate, but no, the four-wheel drive one is excellent. It feels like a rear-wheel drive car. You can kind of kick the rear end out and everything. No kidding. Bit, and it's just a really good confidence-building car. The rear-wheel drive one is fun. It's just the, it's. Can I go to the dealer? It's really, really balanced. You You should, should. and you should not tell them that you're Bill Caswell. (laughs) Two liter turbo with the manual. Don't. I mean, I haven't driven the V6. I'd love to see what it's like. Two liter turbo. But I don't know if you can get the stick with the V6. No, you can't. It's automatic only. Yeah. Right. Although to be fair, Zach and Matt both said that the automatic version of that was fantastic. I don't. I don't see that as being crazy because when the the CTSV came out, the automatic that was the one they used to set records in. Even though. They would have liked the manual. I think the one they just happened to get Heinrichy at the time at the Nurburgring happened yeah. to be an automatic or something like that. Heinrichy can drive, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I rode at uh, Goodwood with him in that um, Hennessy, uh, the thing that the Venom, Venom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, was that when the that wasn't when the Venom or the the Veyron the got out of the way? Totally backed down. Was I mean, that we, that? Ex- I was run? in the, I was in the car <laughs> when that thing backed. Were down. you guys like? Like this guy's, we, this we're guy's moving. pretty sure they were going to back off. Really? Yeah. I mean, dude, the car—it's just not even fair. Like, yes, the the Bugatti's nice and fancy leather and this and that, but the uh, the Hennessy is uh, the Hennessy is just—it's different it's planet raw, it's car. light. Yeah, I mean, it's just—it's more of like a race car that you can drive on the street. Whereas Plus, the Bugatti's Stephen like a Tyler luxury one, right? The Spider version. But um, no, man, we're not done. This is Tom Morningstar, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting introduced by yeah. Tom, we're getting interrupted by Tom Morningstar right now because we're at his house. But we'll let that <laughs> Tom, slide. Please put on some pants because he's a friendly jet. Yeah, well, welcome to behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually an awesome story. I had no idea you were in the car for that one because I, I always loved that story of basically I, the Veyron just going nope. Yep, I was over there uh, actually with Ken Block and then ran around and jumped in as many cars as I could when Ken wasn't driving, and nice. that was one of the ones. What I, did he drive? Uh, he was there in two cars, so he had his. Um, the Gymkhana Ford, but not the M Sport one. It was the Oldsburg Rallycross car. Okay. Before he got the new M Sport version, and then he had his M Sport WRC car up on the gravel stages up top. So I actually got to oh, ride wow. pavement with him in the Gymkhana. I guess it'd be like four and five, maybe. Okay. And then the one he had in France and whatnot. And then I rode in the rally car and rally stages, which was awesome. But then I jumped in a uh, a Metro, like the Group B Metro. You know, the little, oh like, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah, engine yeah. right monster. For yeah. me, that car felt like my little BMW. It was on Bilstein's. It was like short angry, little wheelbase, right? Short little wheelbase. You drove. He was only he was like three or four seconds off the modern M Sport WRC Fiesta with Ken driving. Like probably about like eighty five, ninety percent. This guy was just after it in his Metro. That's wild. But it was only a couple seconds difference over like five minutes, and it was good. That is fan. Fucking tastic! Yeah, I was uh, I was really excited. I tried that to get is... in the mini, and they freaked out. Oh. I was wearing Ken's... that was when the WRC mini was new, brand spanking right. new. And I would have been the first person to ride in both cars like back to back. And I'm aware of when the mini guys caught on. Was it the mini factory Ken. team or like the monster? It was monster the mini team. factory team with uh, Chris Meek? Yeah, because they ran it for uh, like one season, right? Just as like a to promo the. Uh, well, um, they still run it, but right. it was uh, originally it was more of like a direct mini pro drive effort. Pro drive oh, right, built right, and right. developed the car. Was supposed to get funding, didn't get funding. Mini pulled the program, gave it to someone in like Spain, and now it's kind of like I love a how they just like, effort. I love how there's always someone who just winds up with the car in these stories. <laughs> yeah, it's never check clears. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, but sometimes you hear these stories where if they're, if they're like a friend of the automaker, the check was just for a dollar. Occasionally, no, not, I know not, of not, a GTR that wound up in one very good driver's hands for the price of a dollar. As a street car? No, race car. 
That's how really? Shobi used to roll back in the day. The, I mean, it still happens, but you know, it's it's rarer and rarer. That's actually how um, it was. A car that was it was a pre-pro car that was supposed to be crushed, and it got turned into a, a rally car. Well, like like Targa events. Oh yeah, I know which car that is, Jeff. Do you want to tell <laughs> the orange one, Jeff? Do you want yeah. to tell the audience what Tom Morningstar has just poured us? Uh, sure. To up the beer ante a, vi- a bit, uh, the world famous rental car roller Tom Morningstar just poured us some hop stupid from uh, was this Lagunitas? I didn't roll it. Someone else rolled it. Or somebody me. hit you. Sorry. To be fair, yes. <laughs> and how is that? It's delicious. I, I still prefer stupid. my bag to Cate. Sorry, yeah. Tom. Um, so let's get back to some new car stuff. Um, Actually, that's really good. Aston Martin showed an updated version of one of my favorite cars on the planet because uh, they said the V12 Vantage was going away. And then just a month later, here's the new V12 Vantage. The styling, obviously, didn't really change. There's a bit more carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. But of the course. engine has been upgraded. It's a 6-liter V12, of course. 565 horse, 457 torque. But the interesting thing is they've uh, their gearboxes, this you could get it with a manual, which was great. Right. Um, because their automatics are, and I love Aston Martin cars, are not good. Their automatics are not good. Except in the Vanquish, it's better. It's because it's a nice grand tour. the automatics? Why don't they just call I, ZF and just you know put a box you, Or call yeah. fucking Mazda and get an MX-5 manual in there. But right. I don't think MX-5 motor, um, manuals can handle, what, 645 horsepower? They might be able to. I don't right. know. It's call Flying Miata. But right. the, um, <laughs> it's, so it's Sport Shift 3. It's a seven-speed... And it's 55 pounds lighter than the manual gearbox it's replacing, and they derived it from their GT4 and GT3 cars. That's a good start. This is the automatic? This is the automatic for the V12 Vantage. Right. I don't know if it's getting a manual. See, I worried right. about it because I heard automated manual from right. them before. Right, which is what they do. Right. right, and that was really shit in prior implementation. Sure. Oh, no, no question. The original you had vanquish. to lift between shifts with your throttle foot. And you're, wait, I'm like, what? There's, yeah. I mean, there's no clutch. It's kind of like how the smart there is cars a clutch. manual works, automated manual works, and that is the worst transmission on the planet. So. It's garbage. Garbage. Uh, but the fact that they're leaning on their GT3 and GT4 race cars yeah. makes me now, feel good. I got to ask this. Are there any tuners out there that will mod the shit out of an Aston Martin V12 Vantage? Are there any tuners for Aston specifically? Because... Yeah, I've never heard of any Aston. We're passing tuners. around Bill's phone right now. Uh, yeah, we. we yeah, pulled, I did, I did this like showing you tired. That was like the, really. It's the Zagato. Yes, the Zagato. When oh, did that come yeah. out? Well, they did it at Pebble Beach like two years oh, yeah, ago, yeah, and then yeah. there's a production yeah. version. Because the, the there is a production yeah. version. It was just street parked at the Nurburgring. Oh, that's oh you awesome. saw it one there. Nice. Right, yeah, the ones they have. The supposed to be like. The ones you ever see of those are all orange. Yeah, we were just walking along and it was just parked on the street. I'd never actually seen one. It's a beautiful proper journey. The thing about that that's nuts is those cars. So the regular V12 Vantage sounds sick. Mm. That one's basically uncorked. It's it's wild. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Sorry, guys. No, please. Aston V12 Vantage actually, doesn't it make like. 40 or 50 more horsepower than the previous yes. ones? Yeah. Is the, are the windshield wipers now, like, tucked under the under the hood? That's a because, good question. Because, like, uh, Actually. you look at the, the Vanquish or whatever and the V12 and the wipers were, like, all up high and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're uh, actually roof-mounted. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> center. Yeah. It's actually one, like the old Mercedes um, E-Class. So that's exciting that we get another V12 Vantage, though. Um, and then yeah, you my, never have too many V12 My last bit of new car news is that the new BMW X5 is revealed. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is... I think it's disgusting. It's, I was going to say, I, my, my, I wrote in my notes here, dot, 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 yawn. But yeah. the, there's one bit of exciting news I found buried in there. Not buried, but there's the M50D turbo diesel. Oh, because Excuse we're auto journalists and we love makes diesels. Five hundred and forty-six pound feet of torque. 
But you get a diesel on the regular X5, like right now, right? Yeah, but this is that that like triple stage turbocharger. Like, so I don't, this is the same motor that's out of the M550D, right? I don't know. That's probably. <laughs> I probably. I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, all I know is you look at the styling of that car. When it came out, you know, they said they were defining a new segment, a sport sure. activity vehicle, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when the X6 and, came and, out, it was a sport activity coupe, the SEC. Yeah, right? And, and you're, but, you know, the, the X6 was kind of weird, but, but the X5 had a cool niche. It was like a it did. really well-handling SUV. When you was, could drive it when in the fast. first generation, it was right. beautiful. Yeah, so I, I had a V8, you know, four four. Oh, it's pretty good. I, I liked it. It was the first new car I actually I agree, ever bought. But I would just wouldn't go beautiful. I used to tow my race cars with. That's I was able cool. to drive to work. It was like a nice car. Speaking of, of yeah. odd BMW, I saw for the first time in the wild, just as a not a press car, a five series GT with the with the bad sport. Back I see one all the time. Oh yeah, I, I see them all the time. God, it's awful. It's, well, I, I like to play games. Like, okay, so. What the hell? You look at BMWs, you're like, what is this? Is this like a six series? Because it's got, you know, so what's the deal? Like six used to be two doors. Yep. Now you get a six GT, which is like four doors. Which is the sedan version of a coupe version of a sedan. Right, which is, and what the hell's then the five <laughs> series four door? Well, now we're going to have an M4 soon. Right, right. and is there an M4 which is a GT? Gun, not a car. An M2. No, no because there's, it's still a three. There's a the three fours G- are going to be. Two no, doors? see that—that's the way it used to be. Like the you know, fives were four doors, the sixes yeah. were two doors. But now you right. get a six series GT, which is four doors, right. and then you can get a six series Grand Coupe Lusso, which is a two door version of a four door version of a two door version of a four door version. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, something's like really <laughs> you do that too well. Something's that really, really, really wrong in the marketing. Department honestly, it's just German engineers being really bored. And they're like, well, we must have to fill out the entire alphanumeric system no. from one to eight, one to nine. Why not? This does not stink of engineers. This stinks of stupid market marketing, marketing. Yeah. Marketers, marketing and the engineers marketing. are like well they, they said we have to get the bottom line here and yeah. uh, I bought the Bitburger so what is that no I mean it is it is kind of insane I think it's um, I think it's a problem where like you know you see people's resumes these days and they're at a company for what like two to four years right like it used to be back in like the 70s 80s even 90s people would stay an entire lifetime in you a had company. one guy design the entire lineup for decades for decades right and you'd be responsible for the outcome like now what's a typical run of a car Six years, seven Probably, years, yeah. Right? Germans even less than that, though. So, so like I see with a lot of these like marketing people, and and they show up, they launch like an entire thing, they pat themselves on the back for rounding out the largest dealer showroom they've ever had. Look at all the models for all the different customers. Volume, it's got to be about the volume. Look at our volume. volume. Look at our car sales. Look at how much we sold. And then they leave and they go take another job at a different manufacturer in marketing, touting their success. And everybody's about volume too, which is which really begs the question, like, you know, does exclusivity even matter anymore in the auto market? Like it used to be you had to earn a lot of money to buy Mercedes. And now you can buy a CLA and you can buy a Benz with anything with the, you know, the three-point star on the front for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. So... Now it's all about Relatively. volume and not exclusivity. So it's just like, oh, we don't care who our customers are as long as we have tons of customers. Mercedes, yep. I can understand from that standpoint, though, because they don't really have another mark to fill out the lower end of their lineup. Well, also, in the rest of the world, they make cars that are slightly more affordable than we've been used to here in the States. I mean, like, yeah. you, you go to Germany, you hop taxi in a taxi. Cabs, it's an yeah. E-class. You got a four-cylinder. Um, and then the CLA, it doesn't seem like they're cheapening their message at all because the car looks fantastic. Is that the, the hatch wagon? 
Wagon. No, it's a front wheel drive base it's a re- sedan it underneath like a small, the C class. It looks like a small CLS. Yeah, but what's the one that's got like it's like a hatchback? That's the B or the A class. Yes, yeah. and that's built on the same chassis, just different. Body. And you're right; they you get I away with that in Europe because Europe loves small luxury cars. But in America, you know, it's all about the brand. And like you know, BMW, Mercedes, even Saab built their reputations in the '80s for being like snooty yuppie cars. Yeah, and you know. That's you know they want to play with that sort of thing. They might as well keep going with it. Well, I, you know, and they do True. want the volume. They do want to take over the world. I mean, a great example is Audi, who has stated their sales goals. They want to be number one by like twenty eighteen. They've or something been breaking like records but for like eighteen been, months. They've yeah. been. They, I think they're going about it in a really nice way because every model they introduce, like when they introduce the A seven, you're like, that actually slots perfectly in between the six and the eight, and there's a market there for that, and it's it's neat, and there's and an it S7. looks good. It, right. well, it looks yeah. fantastic, and you can and tell what it's for. Helps too. And who's going to buy it? Right, and what the right. segment is? I, don't, I mean, right. And, right. Then, and then you bring over the A3 sedan now to try to, and that looked good when I saw it at the auto show or in the photos. And uh, I mean, it is all blurring together too, to be honest. But but I do feel like of the three, if you're just looking at the Germans and you're talking about Audi, Porsche, I'm sorry, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes, the one that I feel like is just strayed so far. From where they came it's from, BMW. BMW, BMW, no question, BMW. Yep, because you know they're trying to be more Those luxury. Three BMWs. Yes. Well, I just want to keep talking about. <laughs> I just want to keep talking about German cars so I can do my comedy German accent. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Germany is awesome. You went Germany's to all it is is eighties rock. I and can't like, wait to go. It's, so, it's so I, I want to actually go there because I only went to Frankfurt for a layover when I went to Austria, which is kind of like the Canada of Germany. Honestly, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's like Germany light. It's kind of true. Yeah, you guys need to uh, come over for the twenty four hours of the Nurburgring yes. next year. It I is might so be in much Germany fun. in August. I just want to stand by the side of the track and get drunk with all the fans. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, because nobody's going to let me drive. Because it's all like drunk British people just, <laughs> and I don't sunburn. deserve to. Here, right. Here's what's really strange: these two kids from Germany insisted that the moment the Nurburgring ends, you can go on track if you're in the right place at the right time. Oh, really? Did it just hide out like in a corner? They, they showed me pictures of it. Like five minutes after the race was over, they were lapping the track with all the people in the stands. <laughs> And the whole thing. Like They're, running? No, in, a, in, a, oh, in their in a cars. Mer- in a Audi or whatever it was they were driving. I mean, Ugh. I've got pictures of it. It's like mind-blowing. Like Dude, the Jeff, they have to run over, 14 miles, circuit. man. That's like half a marathon. It's the Nürburgring. Got to do we, it. Uh, that actually be a great race. We Ooh. tried to walk the track, and it... Uh, yeah, that's right. The Nürburgring Marathon. Is, That'd be cool. That would be actually That's a long cool. walk. That's like 13 miles. Well, we, you didn't we have to memorize all the corners, did you? I know from like Gran Turismo. Right. You know, I think I've laughed. Even Gran Turismo confuses the hell out of me when I'm playing that. That's that's like it's how just the elevation. That's like how yeah. I do elevation. Oh yeah, that's gonna be yeah, and that's true. what caught me out was I came over a dip and it was like way steeper than Gran Turismo <laughs> and I actually thought to myself, God damn it! Like why couldn't they have modeled it just a little See, better? That, that's in my head. That's how I feel about Laguna Seca because I've never been to Laguna Seca or excuse me Mazda Raceway. I'm dying to go to Mazda Raceway. I've played that track so many it's times not, in video games. It's not called Laguna Seca anymore. You oh if you call it guys 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 of, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. If you yes. call it mm, indeed. if you call it Laguna Seca in front of Mazda people they get. They so, so do they get pissed off when all the other marks beat their cars there? Well, what, what happens? Well, no. When, like, Ford, when Ford did the like, Boss 302 Laguna Seca, they had to license it from Mazda, so they wouldn't have to call it the Ford Bo- Ford Mustang Boss 302 Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh wait, why we're on yes. lap? Why we're after uh, naming stuff? The BMW M3 Lime Rock Edition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that car's not allowed on the track. 
<laughs> oh, really? Well, think it's about it. It's not a lot at Lime Rock. My, my friends who take their M3s to Lime Rock, the exhaust note is already too loud for the decibel meters. Like, oh. you catch the right humidity Lime at the right a, time. A, a big time. You can't race meter. at Lime Rock on Sundays because, you know, because it's, of the it's neighborhood a small New England town. And, yeah, and so they get exemptions if for If you move the, next to a racetrack, yes. it's your own damn fault. Right? Oh, yeah. They put the racetrack Dude, in there, but it's New England, so a lot of houses have been there since 1700. Well, like, Gingerman in Michigan was built in a bunch of, like, cornfields. Someone built a church at the corner of the track. And now is upset because they can't do their sermons so, because there happens to be race cars. So every you can Sunday get morning. two sorts of religion there. Do they have a quiet period from like eleven to twelve for like the main mass okay. because they need to keep the windows open because it's so hot? We actually all got together and agreed to donate them air conditioners, <laughs> right? So they could keep the windows closed so we could race. And they're like, no, we want the windows open with a fresh breeze. It's like they built the church after the racetrack and then got the racetrack to close. Ugh. I mean, that's how Riverside that's Raceway why got I'm an shut atheist. down. Yeah, yeah, Riverside is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Riverside is But Jeff, cool. you're, from New- you're from New England. You've never been to Lime Rock? I've never been to Lime Rock. But uh, dude, speaking of so Lime am I, Rock, I've never we been were just going dude. off on some amazing tangents here. Speaking of Lime Rock, one of the best colors of the new vet is that Lime Rock green. Yes, I have you seen that one? It looks good. It's I like buried. It was buried in their pro, uh, promo material. There's this gorgeous green called Lime Rock Green. Oh, how dark it's is, it? Awesome. is it? Dark green it's pretty or? dark. It's okay. it's pretty awesome looking. I, I it's, love it's, the new it's Corvette. It's the same color that they used yeah, to sell. I mean, on the love the new it's Corvette. Green. I don't even care about the taillights. They used awesome. to sell that color yeah. on the C4 yeah. and C5. The, tail, the taillights I'm fine with. Melanie, my wife, hates Corvettes. Like hates them with a passion. And I was looking through a magazine. She's like, Oh, what's that? Is that a and new I'm like, Ferrari? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's this yeah. new sports car. She's like, that's cool. You should get that. I'm like, it's a Corvette. And she's like, what? Ew. Yeah, and she was like, but she's like, it looks good. It's like she it just ate good. something she's allergic to. Right. Yeah. And then has to like admit, like, oh, I kind of like I'm actually it. kind of shocked they changed those taillights, yeah. though, to be totally honest. Yeah, that's true. But I've like, always liked Corvettes. It's personally. kind of the formula, though. Round taillights? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, you want a Corvette. What do you think? What do I? I don't care so long as it drives well. Yeah. This really? is the thing is you get all these Corvette guys that get all bent out of that's shape. That's because you haven't graduated to Hawaiian shirt stage yet. Yeah. That's right. I got another 30 years you gotta or so. You got to grow out that goatee. Yeah. You need to undo a couple of buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Get a big gold chain, lots of chest hair. You're oh, not yeah. there yet. Exactly. Like Burt Reynolds. See, I don't know you if I could ever be Sammy Hagar in your Corvette all the time. Just right. hardwire oh, yeah. into it. Yeah, it just, should actually just play when you start the car. <laughs> yeah, I'll hook it up to the door chime. and Your then horn I'll, is actually to riff to Panama. And I'll install a mirror in the dash so you can just do blow while you're driving. There you go. Yeah, There's so many cars you can do blow oh, that'd be in. cool. Honestly. Like a little <laughs> slide comes out. Right. Uh, so so back to new cars. Gone around. Actually, we're done with new cars, and it's time to talk good. about you. Good, because I'm not well. really good with new cars. I drive old cars. <laughs> no, that's I mean, the next section after you. Okay. But now we're going to talk about you. Because uh, you just got back from Europe, like we said earlier. Uh, Tell us what you were doing there. It was a uh, vacation from my vacation. So as you know, I quit my job four years ago just to start racing cars. It was supposed to be a summer, turned into a year. And then once the story got out and I sold it to Renner to turn into a movie, I'm like, you know, maybe I should see where this all goes. So when I quit my job, the first thing I did was when I saw a Formula One race and went to the Nürburgring and then 24 Hours of Le Mans. It's been four years. I decided to go and do a similar trip, but... It's also like for me a bucket list, right? So I've always wanted to see the Monaco Grand Prix. I've always wanted to road trip Europe, and I've never done either of those. I always like take trains or I fly from city to city. Right. So this time it was uh, Amsterdam, 24 hours in Nürburgring, Munich, uh, Monaco Grand Prix, went, drove the Col de Torini, the famous Monte Carlo stage rally. Wow. Went through Torino and saw this amazing uh, car museum, and then drove back and At the lap- Lingotti factory, right? 
No, it's uh, just a standalone like uh, museum de national something or other automobile. Okay, but it was built like in I don't know the first half of the century by two car guys. I think one of them was the founder of Fiat, but it right. wasn't. It was meant to showcase like just automobile design. Wow! So there's like a Cadillac in there, That's and there's awesome. some other unusual stuff. But there's also like. This Fiat Turbino that I've never even seen before. I guess it was the second ever turbine-powered car made. Rover beat him to it. But for 30 years, from 1954, so I guess to 84, it held the record as the lowest like uh, C, what a, uh, coefficient of drag wow. of any car ever made. Really? That's what the yeah, that's yeah, what the I remember museum that. said. Right. Because and, Fiat experimented with um, crazy streamliners back in the fifties and sixties. I have a brochure that I bought in Rome that was all depicting all their streamliners. Right, and this was like right. a turbino, high speed, turbine powered yeah. street looking car. And there was a bunch of cool stuff in there. And then I went and uh, and then I went and lapped the Nurburgring because like you yes. kind of just have to do that when you're in Europe. Sure. Okay. Um, a Ford Fiesta ST. Oh, nice. that's a good. Yeah, one. and we took it on the autobahn and did 149 miles an hour in it. And there's that, still more it? left. No, there's no, still there's more, more left. left. Yeah, and I've got some like video of you can see it pulling up and it's still clicking off like a mile per hour. But cars kept getting in our way, oh, so we had to slow down. I mean, that's the only problem. The, the cars, oh, cars like LA all over again. Ugh. No, the car is amazing, but it gets no respect on the autobahn. Like you oh, see a Fiesta, yeah. even with a big open fish mouth. Do you do like the head the head flashing left people, turn signal? People, oh, okay. People so get like out of the way, your way. I mean, yeah, like generally speaking, no one's in your way. But when you're doing 150 miles an hour and someone, on someone moves over, they, you close on them fast. And we didn't own the car. And like last thing we want to do is put Ford's car off the side of the Autobahn. But, right. right. But um, no, you, you know, people do flash their lights, like especially in the rain when you really can't see what's going on. But the standard is your left turn signal signal you want to pass them. Interesting. Cool. So you okay. look in the mirror and you see a left turn oh, signal on. It's like driving. It sounds like driving heaven it's to me. Paradise. It is. know the rules. The, the moment you cross the Netherlands, everyone's parked in the left lane again. Really? Yeah, you go into Germany and bam, no one's in the left lane. Now, did he ever talk to any Germans about like that rumor that they're going to clue- add speed limits to autobahns? No. Sections have it. I mean, right, yeah. Sections have it, but um, there's a story about how by the end of the summer they're going to add gonna... speed limits to all autobahns. Well, the thing that I love about no, that no I, I've never driven it, I've actually not. never been to Europe, but the thing I've loved from people hearing about from people who have driven it is that they have uh, conditional speed limits yes. which makes so way much, too sense. much sense that we yep. can't do it here in the United right. States so like if I was driving to Vegas at 3am the left lane should be unlimited flat out absolutely yep exactly and so you mean it's not no, because I've gotten a massive ticket, as readers of Hooniverse will know. Well, well, that was in the middle of the day. Not only there's cars all off the road. The whole way to Vegas, I see more people in the center median crash than any other stretch of highway. Ever. I don't know if they're texting or if they're partying. And you're in Vegas partying. Lot, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see it a lot. <laughs> I do get to Vegas quite That's a bit. Um, no, but uh, the Autobahn's cool. They have these big digital signs that'll light right. up, that'll slow your speed down. But but certain sections are are still relatively unregulated like in the pouring rain i was doing, you know 110 120 miles an hour just cranking no right. one says you can't right. right and the pavement is i mean i've read about it in the past i need to go back and relook it up but you can feel the texture of the pavement even in the rain at 120 miles an hour like they've grooved the road so there's no standing water ever. You know what? Like I never hydroplaned. I never hit standing water. You know those ruts like we have yeah. in the right lane from trucks. Right. That doesn't exist. Apparently they pour like heavier, stronger, thicker concrete, and they have crazy weight limits. That and they do a in in Germany and through most of Europe they do a, a deeper roadbed than we do. Right. Like we do eight. We do twelve inches of gravel below any given tarmac, whereas they do two feet. Yep. The, the uh, road doesn't move. It's perfectly flat. Like the, the the probably the best approximation of that to me mentally, what you're saying is, 
uh, and you might know what I'm talking about. Actually, you should too. Right. If you drive out of Boston and you get on 93 South, mm-hmm. there's a section where the pavement switches from crap, dirty, gray to just black pavement all the way through to Rhode Island border. Yep. And if it's raining and you're on that section of road, there's no standing water. It's all – it's like – there's like maybe a slight crown to the road. So but, it runs off. It, but it's also the way the road was made, like what they used, and it's super smooth and it's uh, – and there's no standing water. Because yep. it's kind of porous asphalt, right? Yes. Right. And Jeff, can you repeat that story in a Boston accent? Thank you. No, because I need way more beer. Way more fucking beer? Way well, more fucking beer. I, got, I need my I buddies. I got Tecate in bags here. Nah, we don't drink so. Tecate in Boston. <laughs> they even right. sell that in Boston. Right. That's Here's true, the fucking yeah. thing. You can't goddamn do that without either Fitzy and Sully around. Otherwise, Fitzy it's an insult. Fitzy and Sully fucking O'Brien. Um, so I got to ask, how was Monaco? Because that's on my bucket list, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been on mine for a long time. It's um, It's everything you thought it would be, like, without a doubt. Like, the spectacle, the track. The track's amazing. Like... I've driven the course, but seeing with the barricades up, and you realize just how tight and confined the course is is unbelievable. Um, You've driven the course as in just when it's like the road. Yeah, or? like like a year ago when I did the Ford Focus launch, I stole their car from the press launch and drove to Monaco. You told me yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, remember that too. Everyone else is eating dinner, and we're like, you know, forty five minutes from Monaco. I'm like, you know, can I borrow the keys for a little bit? And I just took off for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, so I've driven the course. Um, you know, just regular traffic at night, you know, and, and the the red and white curbing's up, like, year-round in a lot of the corners, like in the Lowe's or now the Fairmont or whatever they call it, that big hairpin that we're all familiar yep. with. Right. There's always red and white curbing there. But with the Armco and all the barriers up, you get a feel for just how tight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it's pretty nuts. The um, the funny thing, though, is it's more of, like, the scene, like the – I hate to say the party, but the party around the Monaco Grand Prix is it- – Unbelievably oh, it sounds like, cool. It sounds like every F1 event is like that, but it sounds like Monaco's the pinnacle. Except that, you know, at every other F1 event, like, you leave the track and you go to, like, the city where everyone's staying, and it's just everyone's a Formula One fan, there's car stuff on television. Here, they open the racetrack and everyone parties on the track like it's like it's uh, Mardi Gras. That's right. So, awesome. like, Raskas and the whole area from the swimming pool to Raskas, wall-to-wall people partying on the track. One of the drivers made a comment that uh, the course was noticeably slipperier after all the Saturday night partying on the race course. That's awesome. Right. They come, I mean, and it's so bad the drivers have a rule where at the end of every session from swimming pool all the way to Raskas, they just light the tires up, putting as much rubber down in that area as possible. That's great. Because all the people are like pouring beer on it and it's like people are eating their food and it's all fall on the track and they kind of clean it. But not, but not really. really. But they just leave it to you know evaporation. What is with Germans and drawing dicks all over the ring as well? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did you notice that? I, I put Are you sure they're German and not British? Dude, I saw yeah. penis after penis after penis. On the ring? Yeah, but see, the Nürburgring... <laughs> the, first funny. off, we should have brought some spray paint and tagged the ring. We just... How many casual stickers did he put around there? A lot. Good. Right? <laughs> Attaboy. Adamant. But I could have brought and painted casual across the entire track because the ring at night before the race is wide open. So we got on the course and walked for four or five miles up to the carousel. And it's empty. Just no so cars. many people. Well, it's not totally empty. It was about like uh, two minutes after ending the course, we're walking along. We start hearing this like oh, God. screaming. And when we start hearing like the screaming's moving at a really high rate of speed. 
And we all kind of stand still, like, what the hell's going on? A second later, like a dozen skateboarders, but guys sitting down on their skateboarders came down the hill at like warp speed, doing like 50 miles an hour, split us, and just disappeared off. So they're luging down the river ring? That sounds awesome. Awesome. I would fucking do that. I'm without a doubt going back with like those drift tricycle things and going to race. I mean, why not have races down the ring? It's steep enough that you can race all the way from the carousel down into the next section at like crazy speeds. All right, that's it. That's my bucket list. I'm going to luge down the Nürburgring. I mean, we. I'm gonna get good at Lucy first. But it, you know, it's fun. We loaded up backpacks full of beer and hiked up to the carousel and nice. sat in the carousel all night, listening to tunes, drinking beers till the sun came up. How many, how many lobster-skinned awesome. British people did he interact with? Just sunburned <laughs> Brits. <laughs> we saw it almost entirely Germans. Well, can, uh, I mean, and, Bill's practically ginger anyway. Yeah, so I'm totally he, ginger. He, he, he uh, sunburned from driving he lubes up. up. To, he lubes up. Dude, wow. I know, I'm actually going to be You look trolling. like a Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> just, just the left arm, though. It's like I came up you know, I came up the highway from San Diego, and oh, the sun was setting, and excellent. I just got cooked. I forgot excellent. my sunscreen. I, I am a Miata driver. I know how that game works. <laughs> yeah, but I know how dude, that game works. Dude, do you sunburn? You're like Asian. Eh, I tan, and I That's peel. a really it's good gross. question. Yeah, you tan. And then I peel, but it's gross. But you tan. Eh, on that, on I that, melt. I'm like a lobster. On that <laughs> okay, disgusting anyway, so, yeah. Asian bombshell, we're going to take a brief break. <laughs> That's to, racist. Uh, fuel back up, and we'll be back in a moment uh, with Bill and Blake. <laughs> All right, folks. We are back. We just got fueled up on that great, great hop juice, and we are good to go. And we're going to dive right back into the wonderful world that is Bill Caswell. Bill, I <laughs> want to know about a car you drove recently um, and your friends and neighbors with them when you're here on the West Coast. It's the EV West. Uh, what, it's an M3, right? It's an electric M3, uh, 840 foot-pounds of torque, I think was the last dyno pull. Just a little bit. It's, and it's, little uh, bit. The dyno graph is really unusual because uh, every dyno I've ever seen, it builds power with RPMs. Right. The electric car is Shoots. inverted. It's the opposite. So it starts at 840 foot-pounds of torque at like you know 200 RPMs, and then it falls <laughs> off. Wow. As you go to five. So that's actually like, crazy. I never thought about that. That's, that's right. You know the dyno <laughs> chart, and it's absolutely backwards. I and mean, the first time I showed it to Crawford, like who tunes engines, he looked at you, he's like, what is this? I'm like, electric. He's like, oh, that makes sense. And when I know, and uh, our, our friend Matt Farrow went down to film it for a uh, drive for tuned. Yep. And I think. Didn't it do a burnout on the dyno or something insane? <laughs> I think they, you know, the car makes so much power. I think they were they were gonna do. They were going for like a uh, like a quarter mile pass on uh, the dyno, a simulated quarter mile pass or something to that effect. And you know, the car gets away quickly if you do a burnout from the launch. There's a small bit of wheel sure. start to get the thing up and running, and then it just hooks and goes. And I think they attempted to do that on the dyno with it strapped down, and it blew out. Uh, the first gear belt because they, they use a uh, two-speed power which glide. that's interesting too yeah because most are just one gear and you're good to go and yep and I think even like Tesla tried putting two gears in their roadster and kept blowing out you know the, the transmission they did they had to wait and it, they didn't get it right until like the third revision wow right and so the fact that you know two guys in the proverbial southern California garage oh yeah came up with a solution that, that did work until it was strapped down and, and keep in mind we've all spanked this car it's been like the town bicycle sure <laughs> it went up Pikes Peak and it was and it was uh, it was developed for Pikes Peak it raced Pikes Peak but you know for the last year it's been sitting around the shop and it's street legal so you just made a you just made a good point though when you said it's two dudes from Southern California yeah it's it's a race car um it's essentially, though, it might be the first one of the first electric car hot rods. The uh, the guys from, is it Croatia? There's the, the guys that green BMW out of Croatia, and then he started building his sort of his own car made from electric. But those guys are, uh, 
At least those are the videos that Evie West showed me when they first were getting into this. Okay. Because, you know, they kept getting me into it. I'm like, you know, I just don't care about the hippie, you know, right. how many miles you can do on an electric charge kind of thing for 80 horsepower. It doesn't interest me. Sure. And they showed me this guy's videos out of, like, Croatia, this green E30M3. Do they do burnouts for, like, you know, a mile long? I mean, it's just insane. And they're, and they're racing, like, uh, 911 turbos and smoking them. And I'm like... Well, now this is kind of interesting. It reminded me of, like, you know, remote-controlled cars as a kid. When you yeah. Super yeah, Bob just change right. <laughs> battery packs and just, you know, let them rip. And that's effectively what they built. And because it's electric, it's actually street legal in California. So think oh. about how weird that is. Like, none of my cars HOV are That's a full... Right. I mean, and that's HOV a... Lane. Exactly. No. Oh, that's a fully prepped race car. That's street, street legal lane. and HOV legal? I mean, like, Technically... Electric. Plus, you can park it in Whole Foods and just collect girls' phone numbers all day. <laughs> all these pants, right? Blow people's minds. But uh, the car is really oh. cool. The other thing I just thought of, I actually just thought of a great video for that car. We need to take that car to Whole Foods. <laughs> I mean, they drive it around. And then like, they drive it around. You take it through a drive-through. Uh, I might be coming to visit you in a, in a couple weeks. No, not, not, not McDonald's. Tender Creeks. Come on. Tender greens. What about like In and Out Burger? What's tender greens? Tender greens is this greens is. like you know with salads. I don't in Santa Monica, shit. so that's all you need to know about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like sixteen dollars salads you can get at Santa Monica, and uh, you go there because it's loaded with hot chicks. Because it's yes, Santa and it's and just salad super organic, free, and bullshit filled, and tons of. Hey guys, we actually quinoa. need to pause for just a second. We might be having some audio problems. Okay. Okay. All right. That yeah. sounds amazing. Uh, I really got to get down there actually and see if I can con my way into driving that car. Yeah, and just call, call my Just visit your garage. Super good guys. Um, yeah, come on down. So let's talk about what's in our garage right now. Blake, you have, go ahead. The world's girliest car, which is a lot. It's coming from a Miata driver. Yeah, the Mini Cooper JCW Roadster. Actually, it's it's a little weird thing with the weird. It is a ridiculous automobile. Like this, this car has no reason to exist. It's um, it's stupid looking with the top up and with the top down. It drives pretty well. It drives pretty good. Well, it's a JCW. It's a JCW. It sounds great, and it and it backfires and burbles like. That's kind of cool. Which is cool. And I don't know where like the roof looks like it's cut off on an angle. Looks like a back back of the baseball cap. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. It, and it's stupid, and, you know, JCW Roadster. Is it like, Roadster is it like, already girly as hell. But, you know, I'm secure of my sexuality. I can drive it. Is it like $40,000? It's 38000 Starts at thirty five, so And it doesn't come, doesn't come with... Um, it comes with nav, but it doesn't come with uh, satellite radio. What? Yeah. So well, how you know. much are you selling? Well, know. does it also not, not have a fax machine? Because who cares? Should, it actually has a it actually has a Motorola like big brick phone in the center console. I look at satellite radio just the same way I look at fax machines. It's just like the time is coming gone. I, mean, I don't know, man. Satellites. I mean, yes, Pandora and iHeartRadio and no, all the no, apps are coming. No, HD still, radio. Satellite. I can see that because HD radio is pointless. HD radio yeah. is fucking stupid. I kind of yeah. like satellite radio. I, I love satellite, satellite radio. radio. Especially yeah. the idea that you're on a journey, you're sick of your CDs. Oh, I'll just go to Pearl Jam. Station and 22, I'm good to go. But if you've got 30,000 of music on your iPhone, do you ever really run out of things? I don't have that much. <laughs> I, just do, I don't have time to manage the music on my iPhone. Right. right. And so you want to hear new stuff, too. And there's right. like, you know, 200 channels. So, Blake, your car sounds fucking stupid, so I'm going to switch to my car. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It drives pretty, well. <laughs> it drives pretty nicely, though. No, it's a Mini Cooper. They all drive well, but some of them are fucking stupid, and some of them are great. Can I just say that this car, this car is dark blue, so it's not that girly? 
No. All right, go on, go on, go on. What What are you driving? Yeah, it's stupid. No, I mean, I my car is pointless in a much, much better way. I have a 2013 Dodge Challenger SRT8 with the manual pistol grip shift. That's a stupid car, Jeff. No, it's car, not. Jeff, your car is stupid. The Jeff, only you guys should do a car chase. Manual? Yeah. Jeff, you, you and I should do a car chase. Right? It's the big four. No, 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 no. no. Challenger. 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 Oh, Challenger. And then we'll blast the bullet sound the entire time. 392, 6.4 liter Hemi. You, you only know it's 392 because it says it on the seats. It does say it on the fender. And the yeah. seats. It says it on the seats, too. The seats look like a starter jacket from the 90s. Those seats are very comfortable. Don't hate on my car because your I've car I've driven your sucks. car before like a bunch of times. Uh, maybe it's you should. Car. Maybe you I love that car. Okay, okay, okay. So we're on the same page. <laughs> no, Jeff, I, I will lend you my CD of the Bullet soundtrack, and you can feel like a cool guy. That's okay. I got, so I got any tires music. left in the back? No. I haven't, I haven't had time to play yet, but... You there won't be. I picked it up at the airport Roll when I got. I got. I picked it up. At, <laughs> I picked it up at one in the morning at LAX because I got home from Costa Rica. Drove it home, and then it's. I've been catching up on writing for the last two days, so there's that. And now this is the most miles I put on it since it's coming here to do the podcast. Did you just burn out the entire time with the 405? <laughs> I wish, yeah. but it's the 405, so you can't really do that. Yeah, on the way up, it was good, though, because uh, there was an accident on the other side, so that was nice and shut down. Yeah, fuck those guys. Um, so the Challenger is, in my opinion, one of the right. only muzzle cars left on the planet new. Yes, Mercedes builds a few pseudo-German equivalent of muscle cars, if you think about what they're doing, in terms of those high-horsepower AMG motors. Well, yeah. like the Ford Mustang. It's not a muscle car. I think, I, in my opinion, that has become a world-class sports car. Oh, I want to Yeah, say I think the class. Mustang and the Camaro one are different. Well, the Camaro is just a piece of shit. Well, except the ZL, the ZL1 and the 1L. ZL1 is, awesome. is fun, and so that's is the 1LE. close. The ZL1 is close to the muscle car formula. The the uh, Z28 looks like it could be awesome. The ZL1 convertible I rode in at uh, Woodward Dream Cruise or whatever, that was kind of cool. 580 fast, horse, yeah. noise, the convertible. Like it, convertible helps that car I because mean, the cockpit sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. why I kind of liked it. Um, as I'm trying to so book a 1LE. the Mustang is no longer a muscle car. Must, that's a sports car. Even it's kind of V6 a V six track pack trim with the Recaro seats. Sports car. Oh, I I drove I drove a GT. I don't think it's it sloppy. Was, it was kind of sloppy. Ah, GT was this was this way. I took a 2013 V six Mustang to Gingerman, and it wouldn't do more than two laps before the brakes would fade. Really? So then uh, a guy calls me on Facebook from Tire Rack said they had track pads in place in stock. So I left Gingerman, drove to Tire Rack, bought a set of race pads, put them on the on the Mustang, went back to the track. And did 15 laps when the motor blew and flamed out the back, destroyed the entire – the whole motor's gone. That's really kind of impressive. Yep. Two, they had 1,800 miles on it, and it made it 15 laps around Gingerman before it exploded. That's crazy. Jeez. So I don't really consider that thing to no, be I mean, a sports Yeah, car. if you've had that experience, that, that's yeah. totally different. And it was different. an automatic. So it wasn't uh, like I missed a shift. Right. Right? I just – it hit red line. The motor just popped. And I've done way less laps on probably a far less demanding racetrack, and I had a blast in that car. Gingerman's is easy as it gets. Is it? Okay. Gingerman's like crazy easy. All right. And where's Tire Rack Base then? Um, South Bend. South, South Bend, Bend, Indiana. Oh, but, right, right. But the That's way like, the lake curves and this and that, you can actually just cut on side roads straight south of Gingerman and be a Tire Rack in like 45 minutes. Gingerman's you know, in north you know of Illinois, I, right? I mean, north of Chicago, right? It's uh, South Haven, Michigan, so it's like that bottom left corner of Michigan. Like, okay. So it's uh, just cool. off the lake. It's you know if you go, if you go straight into Lake Michigan from... From Chicago, you'd hit Gingerman on the other shore. See, uh, I drove cool. another Mustang that was race prepped and it was awesome. This is a totally like a different Boss animal. 302? No, the FR500S. 
Oh, nice. It's, the, uh, it's like it's like a, it's almost like a spec series. Oh yeah, yeah. that thing's K- awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But that's also a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's like buying a GT3. Yes, absolutely. It was it was excellent. Uh, yeah, as it should be. So let's stop talking about car. let's yeah. stop talking yeah. about new cars. Let's move on to old cars, and I want to um, start talking about not necessarily. The Rav Four that I drove in Costa Rica because I just got back. Even though it's <laughs> like from Ad- the hotel I stayed at required four wheel drive vehicles to get to the lobby. Which Very is cool. Awesome. That's kind of impressive. It was it was pretty fucking. I felt bad for the dude who worked there who parked his Hyundai at the bottom of the hill and, and walked, walked it up. every morning because wow. I walked it one day and it was a steep fucking hill. That guy um, really likes. He's probably Hyundai. in good shape though. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> he's and I'm, and I'm like sell in the world, um, but just. And and you gents who have been to other countries, you can testify to this. Being somewhere else where you see even the most mundane cars that we don't get here is exciting. Yes. Especially when you're in Germany. You, yeah. I mean, although a lot of cars are becoming like world cars. Yeah. You know, so for me, the cars that I don't see anymore, like you can drive a Radical on the streets in the UK. I forget what the name of They have a certain type of plate that you can go apply for. But the the kids the, are, of the plate was like radical. It's the radical plate. It has something to do with like if hey, you bro. can't tell what year your car was manufactured, you apply for this type of plate. So, so it's, it's like if you like cars. scratch off the van. No, it's for like kit cars. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, oh, well, what if I take this car and motor swap it, and then I put it on a tube frame chassis? And they're like, well, no, because they know that body was made oh. in like this year, and it's got a VIN number or whatever. Right. So, so if you just like ch- cut the fenders off, and it's it sounds like one of those three fifty six replicas on like a Beetle chassis, yeah. Yeah, but like you can't like it's easier to build a standalone radical and get it plated than it is to go do some weird motor swap creation. That's California crazy. needs it's to crazy. do that. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Well, but a- see, I was getting excited in Costa Rica because I saw a two door Nissan Patrol, which was fucking cool. I saw one of those in Amsterdam. Uh, a bunch of cool. old Land Cruisers, which we get, but they're actually being used. Yep. yep. Um, there was uh, what else was there? There was a shit ton of Hyundai's down there, which is weird. But they also had the Hyundai H1 full size van, which was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. They had the to- Toyota. Is it Hi- Hiace oh. or Hiachi? Hi- you bring up a good Hi- point. Hiace's the van. Yes. Bunch right. of those. Yes. Hel- how strange is this? The coolest cars that I saw in Europe that we don't get are vans. The, 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 the Ford the, Transit. The, 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 the Mazda Bongo Friendly. The, the Renault van. Honestly, the, I saw one of those in London. What is it? My, Mazda Bongo Friendly. There was a company. <laughs> not even kidding. Not even kidding. You better try to sell that here. Right. No, there, oh, was a company a in, uh, there was a company in London that will sell Mazda Bongo Friendly campers with the pop-up tent and the stoves and the sinks Mazda Bongo Friendly Westphalia? No, not, not Friendly. 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 Two E's at the end. Yeah, basically the Westphalia uh, version. They will sell those. And okay. it's amazing. I want to buy one. That's... Also, they have the Volkswagen California, which is a camper version of their Eurovan that they don't even sell in California or the rest of America. It's like the M3 Lime Rock edition that you can't drive drive on on Lime Rock. Rock. But uh, no, they had a Mercedes that they were uh, shuttling us around the Dunlop stuff at the Nürburgring in. The Vivano? It was so nice, man. It was like leather everything, and it was was a cool Eurovan. In Costa Rica, every other work truck was an old Mercedes, and I'm like, oh, that's probably got a wicked diesel motor that I could swap into my wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just buy I want to ship it back. But like uh, uh, tons of the Toyota Hiaces. Thank you. Um, did tons you? of – remember we had this argument online, Daihatsu, Bego, or Terios? Yeah, right. same car. Both names used there too. Yes. <laughs> Which was weird. Didn't same you car, guys run into names. like the new, the new Ranger that they sell outside the U.S. as well? I saw Ranger – I thought I saw oh. a new Ranger. 
down there. Oh, no, no. I saw that in Michigan. Yes, you testing, saw that in Michigan. I was staying in Dearborn. You know what they had? Speaking of the Ranger, though, they had full quad cab Ford Rangers down there. Not Explorer Sport Tracks. Yeah, that's cool. Rangers. Oh, that's and I saw two cool. uh, uh, Amaraks, so the Volkswagens, yes. which yeah. are sweet. I saw yeah, yeah that's, dr- what, that's what I was just looking for. I saw one of those on the, on the Autobahn. It's oh. awesome Someone, Volkswagen TDI-R. Do you know... Had like um, a souped-up high wow. output. Do you know Aaron That's Gold cool. from About.com? He saw one in by the border in San Diego. Really? Yes. Oh, Someone yeah. from Mexico yeah. drove one over. Interesting. Well, then again, I see like Seattle Leons with Mexican... Mexican yeah, I've seen Renault Magans, and, and uh, there's some cool stuff. Um, but it's fun just going to different countries and seeing what we can't get. Just like the most boring exciting. cars. And oh, people are just like, what the, why the fuck do you care about that car? Right. We're like, dude, we don't get it here. It's awesome. Like, oh, two-door right. Mitsubishi it's Ranger. Like, I can't get like that anymore. Friend, it's like our friend Auntie who's in Finland. He sees like 80s Caprices all the time. Oh, yeah. He takes pictures of them and we're like, okay, like, that's oh my pretty God, cool. Someone but, brought a Cavalier but here. Like, There's oh. a Chrysler's TC by Maserati here. Yeah, it's the same way that these guys, you know, it's the same way they feel about Mustangs and, and, and Corvettes and Camaros and stuff in the UK because it's just for the I actually get excited when I see those cars there, though. I saw a Shelby yeah. uh, Mustang deal at Hockenheim. That That's kind of weird. Cool. That's cool. I, I was like, how did that get there? Probably U.S. military. A lot of those guys bring uh, cars over. Probably and right. it costs them like nothing. They can ship it in a cargo plane for like a couple hundred bucks. I talked to uh, – I, I did a waterfall cool. rappelling thing while I was in Costa Rica and the two guys <laughs> were from America. One of the guys America. had this shitty Mitsubishi Montero that we drove to the trail in. There is no other kind of Mitsubishi Montero. <laughs> he said, My uncle had one of those in China. He All said that, he said that the, the blue book value <laughs> in the States for the car was $700 and it cost him 4000 in Costa Rica. So, there's so that's a business a, here. Wait, yes. hold on, hold on, hold on. Did it have the three gauges gonna, in the middle? That was like the, the altitude meter? The altitude it didn't have altitude. <laughs> it had like, it, no, it was like right? it was real basic ones. It was a diesel. Yeah, actually, exactly. It has one of those, it's too. Actually My diesel. uncle's had that, and it was, it was awesome. It was, a, uh, it was a diesel Montero, which was kind of cool, My uncle's was a seven-pounder. I rode in the back when the, I was uh, like the, the Volks The Volkswagen pickup truck, what's it called? Amarack? Amarack. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this thing was awesome. With yeah, it looks cool. With a diesel, and then I guess there's like my friend Johnson had like an R after it, TDIR or something, or TDI. Titter. It, no, but it's something. Like I didn't know they made it, an R one. Apparently, there's like a high output diesel. I wouldn't be surprised because they do Volkswagen and Audi do awesome diesel stuff that we don't get. Like, remember they made the fucking V. That wasn't diesel though, but they made the the Q7 with the V12 yeah. in v, Europe. V10, I think. No, wow. it was a V12. Oh, okay, I think. Wow. I think it was a V10. I thought it was a V12. But the V10, yeah, the Shit. V10 TDI and the, was the beast. And the bit one, goes right. on, uh, and it's like 550 horsepower and like. Like 700 pound feet of torque. Yes. Yeah. I know that one. I was driving a car. We're not getting here. I had a Fiesta ST two door. Or they call it probably a three door. It was the right. four door. Right. Five right. door. Because it's a hatch and you have to call the hatch a door because it's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently it's a door. More is it's better. a happy door. We have five doors. You only have four and a hatch. We have five doors. I think it's like one Four of means guys. more yeah. doors. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's annoying. We can't just get any car we want. With a I hatch. agree with that. Right. I think that if we made a big enough stink. As people that could potentially be Fiesta ST customers, I think if you could do a petition, you could probably get the two door because it's not like they have to change the emissions shit. Yeah, but it's, right, it's, it's all product planners. But it's a yeah. crash testing sort of. Yeah, thing. they would have to they would have to crash it again. But it's Ford; they can they can spare eight cars. That you know? three cylinder they're bringing over is pretty awesome, though. 
Having driven it, it was surprisingly a blast. I can tell you, I want the Focus ST driveline in right. a Fiesta. Well, that I mean, that it's would the be same awesome. motor though, just different displacement, basically. I don't right? Think it is though. Oh no, I think it's a totally different engine. Is it a completely yeah, different? It's, it's two fifty like, horsepower. Yeah, they work, but it's like two seventy horsepower. Torque, sorry, yeah, exactly. With overboost in the Focus, then it's like two twenty in the Fiesta. Right. Okay. But I don't know. Which is still a lot for the Fiesta. I've been a rear wheel drive car guy my entire life. I had so much fun in these things. I bet. Yeah, everybody loves rear wheel drive. So I mean, but yeah, rear wheel drive is a driver's car. I've, I haven't yes. driven the Fiesta ST, but when I drove the Focus ST, I was blown away by Me the too. fact that it rotated. Yes, and the Fiesta ST is even better. It was all, yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's it's what I awesome. hear. Oh, Car's so good. Car. The launch is like coming up. Southern California launch is oh, like end of summer, sweet. July, yeah. I think. I won't, I won't be invited. I never get invited. I got invited shit. recently to a launch of the Buick Lachos. You just sent them an email. Oh, they're good guys. Nah, they don't I mean, I'm not going because I, I don't think s- they like Hooniverse. I need someone else at Jalopnik to drive it. Ford doesn't like a lot of people. We had to fight for them at Auto Week. Mark Vaughn was like, we haven't driven Fords in two years. Really? Yeah, but now we're getting cars, so huh. it should be good. It's wild. I don't I get don't to go to any of the cool launches because like, all the like resident riders get to go. So I only get like usually like throwaways that people don't think will be I'm cool. going to the Nissan Note in a few weeks. Oh, nice. What nice. is that? It's like the Versa yeah. hatchback, I think, or something like and that. And you're to drive the NV200. Well, actually, I'm more interested in that. Because it is a van with 14-inch <laughs> yeah. wheels. How do you guys keep going on these press trips? I want to shoot myself on these things. I actually I'm, I'm kind of with, Phil, I'm one, with you, honestly. So I'm like, I was, okay with not going on press trips. I was trips. just yeah. at yeah. the Kia Cadenza, Bill. Yeah, yeah, I was supposed to be we, at that. We had, we had handshakes by the... Yes. You had to, you had to like... You so, were randomly at the bar at the hotel. Well, I live a block away. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like... That looks like Bill Caswell, and I walk. I'm, and so I, I can't s- miss the hair. Squeeze past. The hair. I squeeze past yeah. the uh, the chick at the front desk. I'm like, uh, I think I know him. Yeah, and she's like, okay. And I'm you, like, you can't miss Bill. the richer, richer hair. And he turns around. Hey, what's up? Uh, he's there with his family, so I felt bad for bothering him. But we chatted, and he, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, I tried to get in. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go upstairs and drink with all the journalists. Well, I was invited <laughs> on the trip. Responded back, said I can do the first wave. And then, like, four days later, I get an email saying I have to register for this website thing. Yeah. And so I put in my email, and I register, and it's like, first wave sold out. I'm like, well, <laughs> thanks. I can't go. They're like, well, you can come on the second wave. And I'm like, I'm in Europe. And they're like, oh, well, well only w- fuck yeah, you, yeah, Bill. Exactly. That's what they said. And I'm like, look, I don't need your hotel. I don't need your fancy banquet. Just put me in a car for an hour. Like, I don't need the full two days of, like... <laughs> right. You know, that's like one of the most uh, expensive resorts in like Southern California. It was really nice. Uh, I mean, so I went upstairs. Yeah, but it, it always, the chef's like, it's really nice. I don't give a shit. But it, I always wonder, like, you know, if your car is so bland that the only way you can get journalists to the event is to entice them with fancy meals and nice it resorts. Has, I, you know what, that's though? I don't think it has anything to do with the cars at all. It can, and only a few of these companies put thought into max, mixing the car with the resort. Like when Land Rover takes you somewhere crazy. Yeah. Um, this Tomorrow, car, sports this car, car was, actually, or, was actually pretty nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm a fan uh, of the new Kias. And it's still, and the handling's still off, but the engine was great. The interior's great. It, it's a, it, a $41,000 Kia that I could be like, okay, it's worth it. Yeah. It um, just sounds weird, though. $41,000 Kia. Yeah, but you get like it, a yeah, year the Optima's cool. The Optima's man. great. I like it. I mean, the Optima's like a nice, good, big. And this car. is nicer and right. bigger. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But the. Um, but it's like they heard you. The like, shells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it they bad do. that I'm ragging no, on no, the No, no, it's not. We've, we've no, no, it's true. So it's true. I was upstairs. 
at the press because we had a private event for the press thing and I'm looking downstairs because Bill said hey if you get tired of that come down and drink with us right. so like three times I looked down I'm like oh he's still there he's still there I got time I, I, oh he's still there he's still there I got time then I looked down the third time I was like fuck he's gone I <laughs> sent you a message on Twitter we were down the beach watching the sunset like I know, sitting I, I, on the beach I, I, in this oh, nice oh, restaurant like, drinking like, you, you weren't in bathtubs like a Cialis commercial it was like a Craigslist misconnection but it certainly looked like that there's dolphins dolphins were jumping in front of you. the sun's going down there's a guy with a voiceover he's like if Cialis it was four hours. Cool. Unfortunately, speaking of the sun going down and oh. dolphins jumping, I think it's time that we start saying our goodbyes here to Mr. Uh, Caswell. We talk about our, my war wound. I know. We'll, oh, oh, yeah. You I got know. scoped. Yeah. Real quickly, <laughs> real quickly before face. we get, say goodbye. I was, I was shooting guns. a .30-06 with a beastly Chinese-made scope, and the thing went off, and the thing hit me in the middle of my <laughs> face. He has a Band-Aid on right and now. the scar is... Gnarly. But. Google pirate in three, two, one, and that's what Blake looks like. Um, Bill, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a hey, real thanks pleasure. Thanks for having me. Blake, it's good to be back in the same room for yeah, the first time. Definitely. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Tom, shut up, shut Tom. up. Thanks for that beer earlier. And uh, Chris, thanks for chiming in. Uh, we'll see you guys at episode 15 next week.